Security and Satisfaction, the Test of the Manna. Following the splitting of the sea, the Jewish people begin to complain. First, they run out of water. After finding a water source that is undrinkable, they complain about Moshe. He cries out to Hashem, who provides a solution. They then travel to Elima, where there are 12 springs of water and 70 date palms. After departing, they begin to complain again about Moshe and Aaron. The Pasuk in Shemot, Tet, Zion, Gimel, and Dalad, so Shemot 16, 3 and 4, reads, mm-hmm. So the Jewish people said, If only we had died by the hand of God in the land of Egypt, when we sat by pots of meat, when we ate uh, as much bread as we wanted. For you have brought us to this desert to starve this entire people to death. So Hashem said to Moshe, Behold, I will rain down for you bread from heaven, and the people will go out and gather what is needed for each day in order that I can test them whether or not they follow my teachings. So God responds to the complaints of the people by introducing the manna. Sustenance will rain down from heaven and take care of their needs. But God also tells Moshe that he will test the people to see if they will follow his teachings or not. So what is the test and what is the teaching? So Rosh Baum, in his commentary on our verse, says, So from this experience, each and every day, their eyes will be toward their bread. For their eyes will be towards me for their bread. And through this, and as a result, they will trust in me and will follow my teachings. As it says in Parsha Ekev, and I afflicted them or deprived them and caused them to go hungry. And so the Rashbam explains that the experience of being dependent on God for their daily bread will change the people's perspective. It will draw their attention toward God, the source of all reality increasing the people's trust in God and their commitment to following his teachings. The Rashbam also draws our attention to Moshe's discussion of the manna in Parsha Ekev. So taking a look there, it's in Devarim 8, uh, Pasu Gimel and Dalad, so 3 and 16, and it reads, Vaya'ancha vaya'ivecha vaya'ivecha vaya'achilcha ataman asher lo yadata velo yadeun avotecha leman hodiacha ki lo alhalechem levado yechyeha adam so, and he afflicted you or deprived you, and he caused you to go hungry, and he fed you the man, which you did not know, and your forefathers did not know, in order to make known to you, or to teach you, key, for not upon bread alone does man live, but rather on what comes from the mouth of God, man lives. So that's Pasuk Gimel. And Pasuk Tetzayin reads, Ha-ma'achilcha man ba-midbar, 
So who fed you manna in the desert? Asher lo yadu nabotecha, which your forefathers did not know. Leman anotecha, in order to deprive you or to afflict you. Leman nasotecha, in order to test you. Lehitivcha ba'acharitecha, to benefit you in your end. So here Moshe elaborates on the episode following the splitting of the sea and the function of the manna. The Jewish people experienced deprivation and then were fed the manna. This illustrated to the people that man is totally dependent on God. We may grow our grain in the earth, manipulate it, and fashion a loaf of bread, but the raw materials come from the creator of the universe. We make the blessing who brings bread from the land, knowing full well that bread does not grow on trees or in the field. But this articulates our recognition that God is the ultimate source of our bread. Okay, so moving from here, what then is the test, this linasot, uh, that is being referred to in our verses in Shemot and in Devarim. So interesting is the uh, Gemara in Yuma, Daf Ayin Dalim Beit, so Yuma seventy four B, and it reads Hamaachilcha Man Bamibar Leman Anotcha. So that's our pasuk in uh, in Ekev in Devarim, and it says Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Chad Amar Eno Domem Mishiyesh Lo Pat Besalo, Lemisha Ein Lo Pat Besalo. So Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi each had uh, uh, an idea here. And, and uh, one said that one who has bread in his basket is not comparable to one who doesn't have bread in his basket. And the other one said one who sees and eats is not comparable to one who does not see and eats. And then Rabbi Yosef, Amar Rabbi Yosef, so Rabbi Yosef comments, Mikan Remez Lasumin. This is... A, uh, a hint to blind people, that eat and are not satisfied. Amar Abaye, Abaye said, Hilkach, therefore, mandate lesuda, one who's having a meal, lo lechle elabiyamama, should only eat it during the day. So Rashi helps us and elaborates a little bit on what's going on in this Gemara, and he says, in lo pat besalo, one who doesn't have bread in his basket, ocha hayom vidoeg alamachar. That's referring to somebody who eats today, but he's worried about tomorrow. In other words, be someone having a meal, who isn't sure where their next meal will come from. Ino roa ochel, Rashi continues, and what's the other side? Somebody who doesn't see and eats. Achilat haman toim tam kohaminim. So eating the man, one could taste any species. The ino roa elaman, but nonetheless, it still looked like man. So the Talmud records two opinions regarding the affliction and deprivation experienced by the Jewish people in the desert related to the manna. One opinion, based on the interpretation of Rashi, is that even though one has food today, the insecurity of not knowing about tomorrow disturbs one's meal today. According to this opinion, the Jewish people had to transition their trust in man to their trust in God. As slaves, they may not have been in full control of their sustenance, but instead of merely experiencing freedom and independence, the Jewish people experienced a dependence on God, revealing to them a truth that we are ultimately completely reliant on God for our needs. The second opinion, also based on Rashi, is that while the manna could taste like anything, its visual form did not change. This is a different deprivation, a culinary encounter that lacks the visual experience. As Rav Yosef, who was blind, comments, the satisfaction of eating is incomplete without the visual. Perhaps this highlights that part of eating is an ego-centered experience. We don't want to merely take care of our physical needs. We want to gratify our needs in a certain style. People don't post on social media about the canned protein shake they drink to provide essential nutrients, probably nearly as often as they post pictures of a fancy-looking entree. 
the Jewish people were transitioning from the materialism of Egypt. In order to counter this emphasis on the aesthetic, the manna focused on the basic and essential nourishment needed to sustain life. This reflects the Torah's philosophy of how we relate to the physical. It is interesting that Abaye comments in the Talmud that given the above, one should aim to eat during the daytime. He does not suggest a person should eat in the dark or blindfolded. Apparently, Abaye recognized this need in man. One should acknowledge the idea encapsulated in the manna, but this was a divine test for specific people in a specific time. Our role should be to take this idea to heart, not get carried away in the ego satisfaction of gratification, but aim to satisfy our psychological needs to the extent available to us.